And it's been unbelievable to (laughs) see and experience like just how much has been happening for me um, without having to really like push and try hard and, and fight. And so I have just been living in this gratitude so deeply since I did that, because I mean, I like very easily could have convinced myself that by quitting my job, that I would be out on the street in a matter of time and that I wouldn't (laughs) get any work and that, you know, things wouldn't move forward and we wouldn't get any clients. And you, you can imagine it can spiral so deeply. It has been the complete opposite of that. Welcome to the Gratitude Podcast on www.georgeandbenta.com, where you'll hear a new story each week that will inspire more gratitude in your own life. Our mission is to inspire 100,000 people to discover how to feel gratitude and live a happy life through the amazing life stories of our successful guests and their actionable tips. And now, the host of our podcast, George Benta. Hi, Gratitude Seeker. Welcome to a new episode of the Gratitude Podcast. Today with us, we have Katie Tyson from The Other 50. It's a company focused on something closely related with what we're doing here. And I think it's really fascinating what she is doing. And uh, also her life experience, how she wasn't able to um, appreciate herself too much and uh, she was her own worst critic to actually accepting and appreciating herself. And I'm sure that many of us are or were at least on this journey. And it's so powerful to be able to, to get to that point where where we can appreciate ourselves. So, Katie, welcome to the Gratitude Podcast. Let us know a little bit more about you. Sure. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. Um, and I love what you guys are doing so much. So, <laughs> thank you. Um, yeah. I guess to kind of build on what you're saying. So, I um, I, I I've been working as a life coach for the last four years or so, um, basically ever since I found my life coach and kind of had a very profound growth experience through that, um, I knew that I wanted to give other people access to all of the things that I had learned through coaching. And, you know, quite frankly, I was frustrated at the time that it had taken me as long as it did to learn those things because they were so profoundly impactful to me. And so I knew that I kind of had this this pot of gold, if you will, this information that I wanted others to have. Um, and so I've been doing private coaching for recently started a company called The Other 50 um, with my partner, Bryce Kennedy. And we are trying to bring all of the goodness of coaching into the corporate world, um, really give employees space to explore their feelings and how their feelings actually impact their success at work. Um, We really are just getting started with that. Um, So it's been a really awesome journey. Um, And obviously, through all of this work, I've learned so much along the way. And I'm really excited to dig in and and share that stuff with you guys. Awesome. Awesome. So let's know how you how you got the the idea of uh, the other 50, because it's, uh, it's so interesting. And it's so powerful, because we don't usually think about it. Yeah, absolutely. So um, it's 
really interesting. I've been working with a startup um, called QuickFrame for about a year as an advisor. And the CEO knew that I was a life coach on the side. Um, I've worked as um, a marketing professional as well for the last 10 years or so. Um, So that's how I got to know them. And so he actually came to me and said, I want, as part of this advisory ship, I want you to coach some of our employees, the folks that are young, they're hungry, um, they're amazing. We definitely don't want to lose them. And we want to make sure that we're growing the company with them and that they're kind of shaping the future of the company and the culture. So he was already like, very um, forward thinking about this. And so I've been doing that with this company for the last year. And what I saw was that it really was having a profound impact on how the employees were showing up every day, on their performance, on their general relation to each other and to others in the workplace. Um, And so that was kind of the first aha moment for me of, okay, there's something here. It's really interesting. Simultaneously, having worked in corporate settings for the last 10 years, and I've worked in a lot of um, different facets of the marketing world, I've been at big companies, small companies, startups, um, et cetera, and kind of simultaneously um, going through this personal growth journey, I noticed how much my feelings impacted my success at work. Um, And the more I thought about it, the more I realized that they were almost more impactful and more important on how well I performed and how much I contributed and how strong my teams were than the skills that I've learned or the inherent traits that we kind of look for as hiring managers. And so the more I thought about it, the more it was just very clear to me that there is this really important piece of a person's success at work, which is how they feel and how they manage those feelings. And that's something that is really not being addressed in the workplace. I mean, for myself, I was having to go externally to work through a lot of that stuff and take a ton of initiative on my own and obviously um, invest a lot of my own money in, in personal growth. And then I was bringing a lot of those principles back to the workplace. But a lot of people don't have access to that. Um, And I mean, companies can benefit from it tremendously. So it all just really started to click and, and make sense that this is something that I think companies really need that employees really need and that they don't really have today. And it kind of helps achieve the objective that I've kind of set for myself on a, a larger scale, which is giving more people access to coaching. So all of that kind of came together in this really beautiful nexus and then kind of just started to take its own um, big direction. And, you know, it's been really um, exciting to be doing that work. I I think this is really great because indeed people, when when they think about work, they just uh, think about skills and um how how much experience you have and all kinds of things of that nature but the emotional part plays quite an important role and um usually women are more aware of this uh, than we are as men Um, they show their emotions more and they are more aware of the fact that they uh they have emotions i think we as men have 
almost as much or as much as many emotions um, as women have, but we're just maybe repressing them or we're just not as uh, keen to actually live them, to actually ex uh, experience them. Um, but they are in, they are um, having an impact on our life and on how we live it and how we experience life in general, but also life at work because yeah. we have feelings there as well, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I think it's funny that, so obviously when you're a hiring manager and you're looking to hire a person, you almost every single job description, it has a list of the skills that you're looking for in the candidate. And then it has a list of the traits that you want to see from the candidate as well, like can take direction, is collaborative, um, has leadership skills, things of that nature. And I think that's great. And it is such an important piece of it, but it treats a person as a very like static one dimensional thing. When in reality, yes, you may have all of those great skills and traits, but you are a human being and you're constantly fluctuating and changing and being impacted. And a lot of that really comes down to the feelings piece. And it's just, I think that companies are starting to think about people as more three-dimensional than one-dimensional, but there's still a lot of work to be done there. Definitely, definitely. And uh, I think you, you might know uh, more about this subject, but um, I think there has been there have been studies on the fact that after a certain threshold in uh, payment, uh, people aren't motivated in uh, getting raises and they're oh, not motivated yeah. by money. Yeah, I think um, that, I, yeah, I know there. there's a great study out there and I think that at least in the US, um, beyond 100,000 or 110,000 in income, um, once you reach that threshold, then at, yeah, any incremental income just makes you less and less satisfied. So it becomes much less about the money at that point. Exactly, exactly. And I think it's so interesting that uh, that we work this way. And of course, that means that other things are important as well. And um, the way we feel and the way we go each morning to work and what we do there, the social relationship, the relationships there, the social interactions, and um, in general, how we feel. And that's why I believe that one of the the best feelings, the the most important ones to cultivate is gratitude. And I know uh, I've had uh, I've had a guest that actually shared uh, from uh, from her experience that I think it was a, a Japanese investor or something that only invested in companies in which the employees were grateful. Mm. and th that was for me and he was like one of the richest people in in japan like he was like really big and i thought that was so interesting and uh what he focused on and what he thought was important in a company that's amazing i i would i would bet too that companies that have employees that are more grateful are probably more successful so I think that's a really interesting investment strategy yeah 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 like I just made the connection and I think it's 
it's quite interesting that cultivating positive um, emotions in the in the workplace and like like gratitude is is so important but um let's let's focus a little bit on us as individuals mm. like i know that you've been through uh that that period in time when you were your worst critic mm, uh, yeah. how how was it for you and how did it impact your life and maybe even your your work compared to now yeah i i um oh there's so much to say on this um I basically lived the majority of my life um, up until I really started working with coaching and discovering all of this and learning about gratitude um, as my worst critic. And I thought that that was how we were supposed to be. So I thought that in order to be successful in the world, in order to you know, achieve the things that I wanted to achieve in order to get ahead that I needed to be mean to myself and that I needed to be hard on myself. And what that did for me was it cultivated this really, really loud inner critic inside, made me feel like I was never good enough. There was never enough. Um, made me live in a very uh, deep state of comparison to others around me and just made me feel extremely inadequate and made me feel like I wasn't good enough and was not supported in this world. It's a very bleak view of basically the world as a cold, hard place. And mm -hmm. you have to be cold and hard in order to make it too. And I mean, I will say it got me to a point. I, I had a lot of successes in my life. I got into a great college. I um, got a great job and moved to New York City. I've, I've, you know, it, of course, did serve a purpose to a point. Um, but I didn't think that there were other ways of achieving those means. I just had never heard about that. I think it was a lot of societal conditioning and family conditioning and things of that nature. Um, and so when I found coaching, um, I actually was going through a really difficult breakup um, where basically I was dating someone who I felt was just absolutely amazing. And I, I was trying to fill all of these holes of just doubt and negativity that I felt about myself with this person who I thought was significantly better than me. Um, mm -hmm. So you can imagine that that relationship was not going to work out. Um, but when I found coaching, I was immediately introduced to the idea of self-love and gratitude and the importance of cultivating those practices. And it blew my mind. It, I, I was just, I, I didn't know that you could live that way. It had <laughs> never been, it, and it seems so silly um, because it, these concepts are being talked about more and more and they're not rocket science, but I just didn't know that that was an option. And so just learning that and then really like learning the importance of practicing and kind of retraining my mind to think that way, that was such a big unlock for me. That changed everything. Hmm. Wow. That's that's so interesting that that you mentioned the fact that they are so simple and it's it, it can be silly to not to think about them, but it's it's so true because they are really simple and they are really close by like we can choose 
to do that at any time but it takes some some effort it takes us mm -hmm. knowing that we have a choice at, uh, firstly and afterwards doing what's necessary to actually um, implement this change and ch choose actually choose constantly to to see things differently right how were you able to to go from um, one the the one side to to the other um i mean at, as you said it really is a practice and i would say so i've been on this journey for five maybe six years um since i first really started being introduced to these principles and i've done a ton of work and i would say that it, even in the first year of that work while it was making tremendous strides for me um it it was it was work it wasn't second nature it wasn't coming naturally and i think that's the the beauty of coaching is you implement these different tools and practices to literally retrain the way that your mind thinks but it takes time it's like if you I, a lot of people use the analogy of if you decide that you want to join a gym that you're going to start with your one pound weights you're going to keep lifting those weights over and over and over again And eventually you're going to level up and you're going to level up and you're going to level up, but you're starting from kind of zero and you have to really train and do that work. So it, a lot of what I was doing was working with my coach, doing a lot of affirmation work. So a lot of writing affirmations, a lot of saying positive affirmations, setting positive intentions, um, a lot of looking at the way that I viewed the world and all of the limiting beliefs that I had, and then really like turning those on their head and asking myself, okay, why do I believe this? But also there are so many other beliefs that I, I can choose to believe, like just because I believe this doesn't mean that it's true. Um, a gratitude practice was really instrumental to me. And then just over the years, I have done so much work with my coaches. I think what's really helped me is getting more and more in touch with my inner wisdom, my intuition, and then also cultivating a practice of spirituality that has really helped me to believe that I am a worthy and good person and that I am supported in this world no matter what. And that anything mm -hmm. that happens to me is kind of part of this journey that I'm supposed to be on, but that I am supported in every step that I take. And that has been, it has been a, a ton of work to get there to a place where I actually believe that. And I live that way in my day to day. And I feel that truth in my bones. I had to break down so much other crap first <laughs> in order, and really work to build that in. And now it's a completely different state of being where those principles are ingrained in me, but it took a long time to get there. And I mean, talk about gratitude. I am so grateful that those things have, those principles and those, those beliefs and those ideas have sunk in and that I now live that way um, versus a lot of before was it basically a fake it till you make it kind of thing where you're just practicing and practicing and practicing and you're you're not getting it but you're just working at it it does it did click for me and i'm really grateful for that hmm. that's wonderful that's wonderful and, and i was thinking about uh, what you said about the beliefs and mm. i think it's it's a really important part of 
who we are as human beings and how we work. The beliefs that we have actually shape our reality. We see the world, the world, not as it is, uh, but how how we believe it is, and uh, yeah. that that's that's why I believe that gratitude is is and can be so powerful because if we choose to have different beliefs about the world and about our experience, we can actually have a totally different experience even though the world is pretty much the same, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've seen that to be true in my life time and time again. I've seen it with clients of mine. I've seen it with friends, family members. And a lot of people really resist the idea that your beliefs shape your reality because it feels so rooted in, in spirituality and it feels very woo-woo. But if you, it, if you think about it from a rational perspective, what you believe informs the way you think about things, which then informs the actions that you take in the world. So you're not necessarily, if you don't want to believe the spiritual side of things, which some people really don't, even thinking about it on the, that cerebral level, I think it's impossible to to argue with. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> yeah, and uh, uh, this is how, actually, this is how our eyes work, for instance. Like uh, the difference between our uh, eyes and our nose, uh, like a sense, um, is that the nose, for instance, so what, what we smell, it goes directly, uh, it's, it's not interpreted by the brain in uh, mm -hmm. uh, one way or another. It goes directly to the amygdala. And um, the what we see with our eyes, for instance, is interpreted by all of the experiences and the beliefs that we have about the world so we actually see the world and what we see right now for instance is highly interpreted by our brain and i think that's that's really fascinated fascinating and uh i think it can be something like really concrete for for the people that don't really believe in uh in uh the, the spiritual realm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think it's so fascinating. And it, it makes sense. It's natural. It's the way that our minds are designed to work. Um, something that I've heard a lot that's really helped this concept click for me is as when you're a baby, obviously, you're taking in a lot of new stimuli, and your brain's processing all of these new things and then creating labels for them. And it creates the labels because you can't walk around all day, every day, looking at everything like it's brand new. Your, your mind would overload. Um, <laughs> so we create these labels that are really rooted in our past experiences um, that cause us to see things a certain way. And so the mind is trained to do that over and over and over just to make the world an easier place for us to process. But it does, it, it ties to all of these these past experiences and these past beliefs. So it is like it it's by design that it happens that way, but you also have conscious choice and the ability to impact those those labels. Definitely, definitely. And uh, in my experience I I've seen that gratitude can actually help a lot with seeing the world differently because mm. Uh, when we choose consciously uh, 
and uh, as a habit to see the good things and to appreciate them, uh, it's much easier for our brain to look for the same kind of things. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And we we just see them more. And also the better things can can come to us as well. But the fact that we can see them more, I think that's that's really powerful and it really makes for for a better life experience because for instance I've seen the reverse of this as well like when bad things seem to be happening one thing after another when we're stacking them up it feels overwhelming it feels like yeah. it's a really bad day or week or month but if we stack the positives it it has the reverse effect and we feel that <laughs> life is amazing this day was amazing and uh, i was curious by the way uh, what is or what was your your gratitude practice when when you started this um so i've done a lot of different gratitude practices but i i think like what i love using the most is the most basic which is just gratitude journaling um so i have gone through a lot of different iterations of gratitude journaling whether it's just writing down five things or more than five things that i'm grateful for every day either at the beginning of the day or the end of the day um i had a practice with a good friend of mine where we would email each other five things mm. we were grateful for and then also five things that we wanted to brag about and five things that we five intentions that we wanted to set and there was something really powerful about wow. sending that to a friend and then um kind of like going back and forth with each other on one another was really cool um and i mean even just i think it's Eckhart Tolle, who said, if the only prayer you ever say is thank you, that will be enough. Um, I really try to think about that and live that in my day to day. So if I don't have time or I forget to do gratitude journaling in a given day, because I'm I'm all about balance. I'm, you know, try not to be super stringent. If I don't do one thing in one one day, then I can do it the the, the next day. Um, but I do try to be really mindful and at least say thank you in my mind a few times a day. Um, and I find that to be really profound and helpful. Um, but I think one thing that's been really cool for me is I've found when I start the day with gratitude journaling and I've done this at work. Um, so like when I would show up to my office and sit down at my desk and I'd have my tea or my, my coffee, um, I would be writing my to-do list for the day, which is a pretty common practice for most people. And then I would write down three or five things that I was grateful for, that that in and of itself has such an, a profound impact on my day. So it was a really like cool way to start to bring some of this out, this work that I was doing outside of the workplace into work and then also like really create the time for it. Yeah, I th I think that's that's so impactful, especially uh, done in the morning, seeing the progress, seeing the the, the beautiful things that are happening, and um, like not just there then, but also uh, like you were saying uh, throughout the day, because we 
it happens to me as well. Sometimes it's sometimes so fast paced that that even though beautiful things are happening, you need to get to uh, another place. You need to run. You need to go uh, do that do <laughs> or the other thing, and um, you don't have the time to actually uh, appreciate to be mindful of of that experience and take it in yeah and yeah yeah so you you could have an amazing day and if if you're if you're not uh taking the time at least a few seconds like you were saying to, to say thank you to to acknowledge the the beautiful thing that has happened um you you can easily forget about it and i think that's really fascinating about how we as humans work oh yeah i completely agree yeah so um i think this this is a, a an interesting part that that is so important for us to to just take those at least a few seconds to to appreciate uh, the experience right there and then and to actually be aware of the fact that it it happened because otherwise yeah. we it can be a waste and uh we just go from even from one ex one beautiful experience to another and just don't see the fact that it is a beautiful experience right yeah absolutely and you're right that it, it does build on one another so when you start practicing gratitude the more that you practice it the more you see to be grateful for um, and it really is so profound how that happens. Yeah, it's it's really interesting. There is this this moment, uh, and I'm really curious when when was this moment for you when you actually got to experience gratitude, like not just the concept that you may have heard of for many years, but actually your own personal experience. Mm. Yeah, there are so many uh, directions I feel like I could take this in because I, I think when you start really practicing gratitude, you notice all of the moments that you can feel gratitude every single day and they can be big and they can be small. Um, I think for me, what's really top of mind is, so I quit my full-time job um, a few months ago and I have been pursuing this coaching business full time and then um, doing some consulting and freelance work too. Something that I never thought I could do. Um, I was way too scared to do it. Everyone, I, I feel like you listen to all these entrepreneurial podcasts and everyone always says, oh yeah, like I just had to take the leap. And um, I would always say to myself, oh, that's great for them, but I could never do that. I'm never going to be in a position to be able to do that. Um, so I've done that. And since I did it, I have just it had the most profound experience of gratitude because I have really just been seeing where the world takes me and really trying to live from a place of believing that I am supported and that if I am taking a step forward, that that's the right step and I am very deeply supported and it's been unbelievable to <laughs> see and experience like just how much has 
been happening for me um, without having to really like push and try hard and, and fight. And so I have just been living in this gratitude so deeply since I did that, because I mean, I like very easily could have convinced myself that by quitting my job, that I would be out on the street in a matter of time and that I wouldn't (laughs) get any work and that, you know, things wouldn't move forward and we wouldn't get any clients. And you you can imagine it can spiral so deeply and it's been the complete. And so I, I know in my heart that I'm doing the right thing and that I'm supported and that I'm safe and it for that support and that safety and all of the kind of like beautiful things that have been unfolding in front of me. I just am beyond grateful. Like this has (laughs) been, it it has been really, really profound. It is a different level of gratitude than I think I've ever felt. Wow. That's wonderful. I, I love it when, our guests are actually getting into the story and into the feeling of, of gratitude in, in their life. And that usually happens when uh, we are the, the end, at the end of uh, uh, the interview and they talk about the people in their life uh, that they are grateful for. Mm. Would you like to mention a few uh, people that uh, you're grateful for that have impacted your life? Yes, I am so grateful for Oh man, everyone in my life. Um, but I would say, so there's a couple of coaches I've worked with. Um, one is Jamie Mendel and the other is Caroline Zwickson. Um, they're both still practicing coaches. They have really changed my life. Um, and so I'm so grateful for them. I'm incredibly grateful for my boyfriend. Um, he has been just the most supportive and he's been this like beautiful beacon of love. that he's he's shown me he's taken my self-love practice so much deeper and just like healed so many things for me um and to that point we got a puppy a couple of months ago and she has also like yeah she the, the experience of having a puppy has been like more profoundly healing than I could have ever imagined because of how much love and how much presence they direct at you and <laughs> the ability to be a caretaker is it's really amazing. Like it, it blew my mind. Um, and, and my parents, my parents have really supported me through all of, all of this. And, you know, I think it's really easy to get mad at our parents because they do shape a lot of our beliefs. And I think anyone comes out of any parent child relationship Mm -hmm. with some wounds um no matter how amazing the parents are and my parents are are truly wonderful but they have been incredibly supportive to me um they have helped me they they helped me when I wanted to work with a coach and couldn't afford it they they were supportive to me there and they've really constantly been just this amazing boon of support through all of this personal growth and personal work and um, so I'm so grateful for them too. That's amazing. That's amazing. So uh, we are nearing the end of our time together. And I wanted to ask you, where can our audience find you? Where can our audience get in touch with you? Um, so we, if, if I, yeah, I have two websites. Um, our Other 50 Coaching is um, at other50.com. Um, and 
we also are on Instagram at other 50 coaching. Um, and then my personal coaching practice is this is yes, coaching.com. Um, and I, you know, I just really love this stuff. I believe in it so much. I want as many people as possible to have access to coaching and to really become aware of and learn how it can help. And so, um, that's what I'm here to do. And anyone who's listening, who's inspired or interested in learning more about coaching and what that can do, um, I would love to hear from you. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time, for being here with us and for sharing so many amazing experiences, stories and wisdom. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. This was great. You were right. Uh, the more we're talking about gratitude, the more just peaceful and happy I feel. So this even just doing this interview has been such a gift. <laughs> I'm so happy to hear that. Thank you. Hey, Gratitude Seeker. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this interview. I really appreciate it. And if you could think of one person that would also benefit from it, share it with them. It might actually be the inspiration that they need to make their day or maybe even their life much better. Thank you so much once again. This has been Georgian Benta. Don't forget to keep seeking and spreading gratitude.